Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Tom Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined shortly alongside Rich Van Zant as the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, have brought their record now to 6-8, and eight, but that's just the beginning of the story because, if you recall, it's a double-edged sword having that Monday night football game, and the last time that we spoke, uh, we said that there would be two games coming up, and the first one would be the uh, David versus Goliath game, the New England Patriots, Monday Night Football, correct? And this would decide, you know, what the season would entail. So in all likelihood, uh, that game would dictate what we would be saying today, correct? Uh, obviously not, because the Miami Dolphins were able to have a huge upset, 27-20, over the New England Patriots, their best game of the season by far. Jay Cutler looked like the good Jay Cutler, the Jay Cutler that at one time, you know, was able to make a Pro Bowl and be talked about. Uh, but that would be short-lived, as now the Miami Dolphins played yesterday again in the Buffalo Bills game, and they lose 24-16 in what resembled the team that we've been seeing all year. So rather than having the celebration show that we expected to have after this huge New England Patriot victory, uh, we instead have the Dolphins dropping to 6-8, and eight, and pretty much their playoff picture has become dismal and uh, almost uh, eliminated officially. Although there is still some slight possibilities here and there, uh, the bottom line is they needed to win the remainder of their games. They beat the toughest team, uh, and then they lay an egg up in Buffalo, which we've seen so often. And unfortunately, this season has been, if nothing, just completely inconsistent. So uh, that's how we start off in, uh, you know, um, Obviously not the way we had wanted to do it, but I, I still think that we should focus a little bit on this New England game because it was, it was a big upset, and it's something that will at least put the Dolphins' history record, you know, uh, a, a little bit better as you move on. It's still a, a win against New England, and Brady has a, a losing record against Miami, and, and it's a losing record that they may not be able to uh, overcome in his career because it's, it's now slipped, and Rich will have some more to say on that. So without further ado, let's welcome uh, Rich to the show. Rich, like I said, tale of two cities here. I mean, we had the big upset against New England, all excited to talk about that, but before we can get on the air, they play another game and they lay an egg up in Buffalo. Yeah, typical. You know, they beat the, they win the game they shouldn't win, and they lose the game they should win. You know, so you know what, what else is new? Right. We've been seeing I mean, that. Yeah, we've different? been. 
Nah, well, I mean, we've been seeing that for years. You know, it's, it seems like that yeah. is the M.O. of this team, even before this season, that they can beat teams that they shouldn't beat, and then they lose to teams they should. Although Buffalo is a better team than them this year. So it's not an upset that way. But you look at it and you say, hey, listen, you can beat New England and play no, like that. Buffalo, and now I think Buffalo's a better team. Buffalo is a better rounded team, better coach team. They're more ready to play. Uh, you know, we're put together haphazardly. That's that's the problem. We should be better than them. You know, if Tannehill was healthy, I think we know we'd beat them. But, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, they're run yeah, better than us. How about that? Yeah, but they're but they're better. I mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying. The three things you said are correct, but that makes them better, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, I'm not happy so. about no. it. The talent level, you know, listen, I, no. they shouldn't be better. I got what you're saying. That's my point. But they That's are. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they shouldn't be, but they are. And and you know what? Let's be honest about this whole thing. If, if there's one thing that comes crystal clear to me is that when you look at this season, I am completely convinced that if Ryan Tannehill didn't get hurt and he stayed healthy this season, the Miami Dolphins would have made the playoffs this year. And I think that they would have – at the very least, been what they were last year and maybe even taken another step further. But, you know, obviously that didn't happen. He missed the entire year. Jay Cutler and that whole thing didn't work out like you would wanted it to work out. But I've become convinced that if Tannehill was healthy for this season, I think they would have made the playoffs. I mean, they had a chance to do it now. And, and you know, and still, after all this nonsense – and and just couldn't get the job done. So you know that's no, one thing right. that and, you know, I, you, know, you know what no one's talked about. And you know I, this like dawned on me yesterday. Yeah, like, this is probably the best the offensive line's been playing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's ironic. But so, yes. like, our our high price guy that embarrassed himself was pretty bad. Yeah, you know, and we were talking as the game was going on. But if there is a bright spot, you got a couple guys that have come in and really have worked out well for this offensive line. And there is yeah. some glimmers that this thing could get put together if you can maybe, you know, get a couple pickups in the offseason and, uh, you know, go from there. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, uh, you know, as far as the you, you said the high-priced, uh, um, you know, I mean. The offensive line go- coach, I mean, really, what did he do? Oh. He was terrible. Oh, okay. I, I missed thought. I didn't know what you were talking about there. Yeah, talking about the since he got fired, right? So Chris, the Chris Forrest has gone, taken off, right? They made switches that were correct. You know, there's some injuries, but the guys came in. But this offensive line is playing much better now than when he was here. They are. I don't know how much of that is a coincidence because, like you said, there was a couple injuries, and then Larson came in, and then you had those two guys come on the right. Um, which, you know, obviously didn't have anything to do with the offensive line coach. It could have just been happenstance, and that and it's right. kind of gelling a little bit. Um, yeah, I will say that Pouncey has been much more healthy this year than I thought he would have been going into the season. So that that's good. I mean, I didn't think he would be this healthy. I really was anticipating the worst, I guess, there. Well, they, they, they they don't, he really doesn't practice. He, like, rides the bicycle all week. Like, well, whatever it is, it worked. Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah. It worked this year yeah, so far. Need, the, the, like, you know, maybe they realize, maybe guys like that don't need to be hitting the, the freaking tackle dummy nine times a, a minute, you know? Yeah, I can't speculate. I don't know. I guess everybody is different on it. Maybe you're right, and maybe that has attributed to it. It has worked. Um, I don't know what the long-term solution with him is. That's another, you know, we'll do that show, uh, you know, a few weeks from now. But 
as far as them gelling and playing better, yeah. But I think there's a couple things you have to add to that too, Rich. You could say Chris Forster. I think that's more happenstance. And maybe that's because I don't know that the offensive line coach really has that much to do with it. But and maybe it does. But I think that you have to look at the running back situation even before that. No, I, no, mean, I, I think got you. Have to... I'm, just, I'm just saying, if we had to pay this guy, what was he making, like $8 million a year or something crazy, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was making a crazy amount of money, yeah. right? And he if was. you see improvement after he's gone, yeah. that kind of tells you something, right? Yeah, I mean, it tells you, like I said, it tells you that he probably was overrated and overpaid. Um, but, again, yeah. I don't know that you can say that he has anything to do with or without the success. I think that those yeah. other issues that I just talked about are probably the reasons why. And then I think when you really get down to it, you know, maybe Jay Ajayi wasn't exactly fit right for this system because he's still a really good back, and he's still doing very good things for Philadelphia. You know, and, and you know, I look at Drake, and I say, you know what? Drake is probably a much better back than both of us had thought. You know, he's playing you know excellent. If, if, if Williams doesn't go down, Drake would never be playing this much. No, but yeah, that's true, but Drake was having a lot of success when Williams was there. He I was, think those two, but I'm saying... I think you wouldn't have had you wouldn't have had him as the featured guy if Williams was there. They still would have gone with the two headed monster, guaranteed. Well, I think you go with the two headed monster, and eventually maybe that works itself out. And I think it did, and it's what we had you know said. I think Drake as the featured back and Damian Williams, who we both really like a lot, as the third down back or the specialty back or the goal line back could work. And maybe if you have them both in the backfield, that could work too. Jonas Gray has really performed very well as well. I mean, he seems like a guy who, Marquise. on short yardage situation, what's that? Marquis Graham, sorry. Marquis uh, Yeah, it's, uh, he seems like a guy who yeah. can get short yardage very good, you know? So I, I, not, I you know, I, it's not the, the reason we kept him wasn't for that. That's the funniest thing. They're praising this guy as the tight end of the future, and he becomes the fullback of now. Yeah, it's ironic. <laughs> right? No, it is. It, it is. It's, it's very ironic. But, you know, that does sometimes happen. And you run yeah. with that. Uh, usually it happens to good teams, but so be it. I mean, it, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. Certainly promising signs here and things to do. One other thing that I will say about this offensive line, and I've said it all year, I think they've played better than people think all year. I think that what's happening is that I've seen Jay Cutler have, have a lot of time. All year I see him panicking and yeah. getting rid of right. the ball much earlier than he really needs to. And I've seen it in the Buffalo game. I have a couple theories the on that. The interceptions yesterday were clueless. I, it's it, the, it was, you know, this was like, the, the, this is like we, we haven't seen this in years. You know? Second time, I mean, really second time it's happened where you've gotten a miraculous turnover at a time desperately needed, and on the very yeah. next play, he throws an interception that's not just an interception. It's an interception that is just absolutely horrible. Nobody there, yeah. ball up for grabs, no reason to throw it, game over. And it's the second time it's happened this year. And he I throws, don't really. He throws like Hail Marys up on second down. Like, I just don't understand it. That's exactly what he did. I don't know. Why, would you, why are you throwing stuff up for grabs all the time? I don't That's I never, what he just I don't did. Get it. I don't either. It doesn't allow I have a. You know, my theory on Jay Cutler was that I don't think he wanted to play football. 
I think he was done playing football. He he's married now. He has young children. I think he retired. He was happy with it. He got a broadcasting job. Obviously, they came knocking. They had a you know a huge contract offer for him that he couldn't turn down even if he wanted to. Fourteen million dollars, whatever it is. I mean, it sets him and his family up. Obviously. You know, to, for the rest of their life. So he has to come back, and I think that the thing in his head is that I don't want to get injured. I just want to get through the season, be done with this, and not get injured. And I see that a lot of times in the pocket. I see him rushing to throw balls when there's really no pressure on him at the time. And I think that has one reason why he's making a lot of mistakes. But it, the, the reason why people get on him and – they are so hard on him is because he makes these interceptions like you saw at the end of this game and the expression on his face really does not show that he cares and I'm not saying that he doesn't because he's been doing that most of his career but he doesn't help himself like you were just going to say it it seems like he just if we're good or bad if that's the way he is that's his expressions okay but um, it really gives people the sense of I, I really don't care well, there's there's good news though. Uh oh. We only have to watch two more games with him involved. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think this experiment comes to an end in two games, and then it will be something that you know, obviously, uh, you know, you might talk about years down the road. But I think this is done. And uh, oh, I will. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll talk I about you. it. I'll never, I'll never mention that name again. I promise you. I promise you that you will. Because the same way you talk about Cleo Lemon <laughs> 10 years after the fact, you will still talk about it. It won't be in a good fashion, but it'll be remember that debacle, remember that, that season. And you know what's you know, you know sad? It's just so wide open this year. It's really, it's really sad that we, we blew this opportunity this year. It really is. No, it is. You know? It is. I mean, you weren't winning the Super Bowl, but the bottom line no, is what, what's Super sad Bowl, about it. Maybe you could have taken the next step. And I don't really b- believe in progression, but maybe we could have got something going, you know? I think it's hard to take the next step when you're when your starting quarterback is out. I think it's hard to do that. I think you can. Well, that's what I mean. That's what, you know. I, I know that. Yeah, I, I know why. I don't, you know, but just I, I think what you what's said about it is that after all this nonsense and the clowns that you know. The reason uh, they saw is Jay Cutler. Jay, and, yeah, he's been a huge part of it. There's no doubt about that. But anybody who thinks he's the only reason is, an, is, is, is just a, no. a, a, an inobservant, casual clown. That's the way I have to put it because he's not the only reason why the Miami Dolphins have had problems. The defense no, has had no. problems. You know, the, yeah. There's been plenty of pre- – but, yeah, he's a big part of it. But the reason why I'm saying this is because all this nonsense, you get yourself to week 13, 14, whatever it is, he had a chance to still be a hero. I mean, if he would have been able to, to squeak out these next few victories, he beat Brady a couple more. They would have been able to make the playoffs. Everything would have been forgotten. He could have rode his horse, regardless of what happened yeah. in the playoffs, you know, and been really a hero. Uh, as far as, you know, been respected and thanks, Jay, you really came in and saved, the, you know, he really had an opportunity to do that. And uh, I think what's the most upsetting is that not only didn't he do it, but you don't seem to get – the, the um, I guess the uh, the feeling that it was so I don't want to say live or die, but it was definitely you know something that was a pressing issue and that you know he, his heart was really in this. You don't get that feeling. I'm not saying it's not when he gets home and he's you know unwinding you know with 
his life and, and whatever. Is it something that's really on his mind? Is that interception, did he replay that in his mind a hundred times before today? I don't think so, but maybe he did and he just, I don't know. I don't get that feeling, you know? No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he, he, I, don't, I don't think he's, uh, I think he had a nice meal last night and went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I don't think it was like up a, all night worried about it. No. Yeah, I bothered gotcha. us more than it bothered him, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. But who knows? It could just be the way he, you know, he shows it, and maybe I'm wrong. But I think that's why fans get so irritated and irate about him. Um, but on another note, you know, you see more positive things than you've seen, but that New England Patriot victory is the reason why. That's a huge thing. I mean, I don't think that's something, that's why I say even now, even with your season basically done because of yesterday, I'm not going to forget what they were able to do against the Patriots because that's a big deal, and that's something that will carry over. And through all this nonsense of 20 years of, of this dynasty, the Dolphins have really been the only team that's been able to step up and punch them in the mouth here and there. Uh, they haven't won yeah. all the time, but they've had some monster no. victories and they've stopped some big streaks that this team has had. Yeah, you uh, know? unfortunately, that this loss last week is not going to hurt them because of yesterday. You know, they, they squeaked it out again. You know, no, it's they, not going to hurt the Patriots like this a, year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it would have hurt yeah, them. Yeah, of course like, I you know. know. We knocked them out of the, the you know, we knocked him yeah. out of home field advantage last year, you know, or did two yeah, years Yeah, it's not going to do that. You're right. Yeah. But it will still be a victory on Monday Night Football and against Tom Brady. And I think yeah. his record now is something like, uh, well, what is it? You were talking about, was it? Well, nine, it's 7-9 and nine in Miami. I don't know what it is overall. He's got a losing record in Miami. Miami. Yeah. You sure it's 7-9 so, now and not 7-10? Yeah, he's got to have a dominant victory thing in, in New England. We haven't won there. Since what the the Wildcat game? So I think overall he's got a winning record, but he's okay. has a losing record in Miami. So it's a losing record on the road, but nonetheless, yeah. I don't think he'll be able to to get that to a winning record because I think it's seven and ten now. Yeah. Uh, right. So getting in, a, you know, three more years just to get it there, yeah, you know, whatever. Is I, it I seven and ten? I don't, I don't remember. I think I don't know. I thought it was. Nine. I thought it was seven and nine going in there, but. You know, right. well, uh, that's good if that's the case, but I don't, I don't know, I don't remember that. Yeah, you, I mean, you look for any any small victories, I guess that you could possibly get at this point, but um, you know that that's just we don't have a nineteen to one batter hanging up. Yeah, I mean, nineteen yeah, to one batter, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fly that with pride. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, quick break. We'll come on back, talk about one of the worst calls, but it's not really a bad call in the sense that I guess it's on the books, but this thing has to change, and this will probably be the call that does it. Right back after this. Hi, this is Larry Little, and you're listening to the Pat Cotillo Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. 
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I'm joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we uh, broadcast live, recapping the Miami Dolphins' two games, uh, a split. They win Monday night football game over the New England Patriots, 27-20, and then they lose up in Buffalo, 24-16, to the Bills, who have now solidified themselves as the second-best team in our division, and they're still uh, widely in the playoff hunt right now, and they have the longest streak of not making the playoffs. I think it's 1999. Uh, just a reminder, catch us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. Just go right to iTunes and uh, search Pacatello Show, and you can subscribe and get our latest episodes delivered right to your phone and go to archive any old shows that you want to check out or, or whatnot. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, Show at yahoo.com. So uh, yesterday, uh, like you said, Rich, we weren't able to knock uh, New England uh, out of the home field advantage because uh, yesterday they went to, to Heinz Field and – uh, and a last-second victory, we're able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what is uh, going to be, I wouldn't say controversial, but I'll say one of the most talked-about calls of the year. And uh, it, it is that same catch and follow-through uh, uh, rule that you go in the end zone and you basically have to catch the ball, land, write a poem, eat a sandwich, and the whole nine yards before it's called. And, and of course, they reverse it to a non-catch, which is just, it, it's ruining the game. It really has to change. I don't know why they haven't addressed this more, um, but it, it, it's a problem. Because I think the people making these rules are idiots. I mean, they, they must have never played any kind of sport before. I mean, when is it a bobble a catch in anything? I mean, who cares if you bobble it? The ball never hit the ground. Like, why does it matter that it moves a little bit? First of all, the guy made the catch on the two-yard line. And he lunges forward, and as he hits the ground across the goal line. Now, if that's a running back, right, it crosses the plane, and it's a, it's a touchdown. Doesn't matter. Let me stop you there for a second. Let me stop you there for a second. Not only is it a running back, take it a step further. If you're running and you jump out of bounds at the five-yard line and hold the ball yeah. over the line, and it happens to go inside the pylon as you're flying into the stands, that's a touchdown. Yeah. But this guy catches the ball, lands, he's on a knee, and then he lunges the ball over the line and lands, and that's not a touchdown because when he lands, the ball shook when it hit the ground. Yeah, who cares? Like, why? Why could that be? Why should that be a rule? You know, it doesn't make any know. sense it's... to me. And and why did they make all these cockamamie rules? And it seems the only team that benefits from it is the Patriots. Yeah, well, I, that's the second part of it. And I know it's, you know it's very frustrating. No matter how idiotic they make a rule, they benefit from it. They have benefited more from the most obscure rules and the most bizarre situations in the history of, not the NFL, the history of sports. They have a dynasty that's built on the tuck rule. The Malcolm Butler interception at the one-yard line, a 28-3 miraculous comeback. And it continues, as this year, like you pointed out, two calls like that, the Jets game, the tight end, right? Which was ridiculous. They they call that a touchback, and the guy never lost possession of it at, at any point. 
Yes. The guy it, never it, lost the ball. He landed with it out of bounds, and it's in his chest. They said because he lost possession for a split second as it crossed the goal line, that's a touchback. Well, what, yeah. what sense does that make? If, if he dropped it, right, in the end zone at the time and recovered it, it would have been a touchdown. So what difference does it make if he re-establishes re- control and lands in the end zone? It's a touchdown. I have no logical solutions or no logical answers to these questions that, you know, obviously are rules that they put on the books themselves. And and if you follow them the way that they're on the books, the call is correct. But the reason that they're on the books... They really shouldn't have a rules committee because the rules committee is is that they, or they feel obligated every year to change stuff. This is the only sport in the world that has to change like a dozen things a year. We're even here, even though it tells going on in the first game, Right. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's ridiculous. So, like, they they feel like they they have to justify their existence by making up stuff that doesn't need to be fixed. And they make the game worse and worse. Pick out calls. I used to be able to pick out calls, uh, like officiating things. I would know the rules. I used to be able to say, nope, there you watch, this is this, this is that. I cannot anymore. I'm even lost. No. I don't know what's no. going on. That's why you have these officials in the on the TV. There's Mike Ferrero and all these guys, and they come up with their thing, and then they're wrong all the time because they don't know. You know what cracks, me up, what, cracks me, what cracks me up the most is, right, is like right, they change. This is the only league that changes, like, what, a dozen things a year? A dozen things a year, but never resolves the big problems every year. Yeah, never, no, yeah. never does that. But here's the other thing: they never tell the fans what the rule changes are. That's true too. Like, the announcers not, not don't enough. know. The announcers yeah. don't know, but we don't know either. We're going in there blind too because they never give you a, an explanation of what was changed and why. Yeah, like I don't think that they hide it, but they don't certainly come out and and, and make a big thing to well, let I'm the fans they know. hide it, but they don't explain right. it to anybody. Right, you know? I agree with that. You know, I guess I they want. Think... They, I guess they want a fan base of idiots. I think that's what they think, and that's like why everybody drinking a beer on the commercial looks like a moron. You know, they want the face painters. They want, you know what I mean? They want that element of the the the, you know, the the fantasy league guys. I guess like people like us that really know the game. I don't think they cater to us at all anymore. You know, and I think that's why the announcing's been dumbing down. You know, they don't. I think that they are marketing to a different. Uh, fan base, if you will. You're right. I think that they are marketing more towards a casual fan that they want you to love the game and the league. They don't really want you to love a certain team to the end of the earth. I think they well, want it's, you. It's pretty evident that they're dopey commercials lately, right? Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, with little don't. kids wearing a giant, uh, you know, a jet jersey, and he runs up and he gets an Oral Beckham jersey in the mail. Like, uh, I don't even understand any of this, but it's like, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like I said, I mean, I think they're trying to get you away from the team and just love the league and have fantasy and worry about what the fourth receiver on the Carolina Panthers is doing reception-wise as you're watching your team play up in – you know what I mean? I think it's it's absurd, but, yes, I think that's what they're they're kind of going for. And, you know, it's, it's losing a lot of the hardcore people to begin with. And then when you add on everything that's gone on this year – you know, between the kneeling during the anthem, uh, you know, the the uh, in, in, entire backlash that the league is getting with protests, uh, the, Look, the, the concussion teams, there, there's well, so you know, much. That you know, anybody who knows anything, the hypocrisy of this league is a joke. I mean, you know, yeah, I've told is. you this numerous occasions, you is. know, the... 
the, you know, like the, the, the my cleats, my cause, and they can write anything they want on there. But when when oh, Johnny Unitas died and Peyton Manning asked to wear black high tops, they said no. <laughs> you know? I mean, really? No, no, you can't really. honor one of the greatest players of all time by wearing black high-top shoes for one game. The, the, he's yeah. representing the same organization that this guy played with, and they tell him no, but now you can write on social injustice on your sneaker. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the hypocrisy is just disgusting. I can't argue with the hypocrisy because it's there, and there's no doubt about it. And it doesn't yeah. seem like it's going to get better. And I think they are losing a lot of long-term fan support, but I don't think that they're even batting an eye because I think they think they're going to get this new youth and new fan base that's going to uh, you know, overpass that. And I don't see that necessarily happening. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, really yesterday don't. I'm watching highlights, right? In between the one and the fours, there was a gap, and like every highlight, not only do they got to show you the scoring plays, but they have to show you the choreographed nonsensical celebrations now. Like that's part that's of the game thing. in these idiots' eyes. That, I mean, what is with this? Backfired. It's backfired. It's idiotic, but they actually push it on the highlights. It's not just a game. You have to see this two and three times. What this nonsense is. Yeah, but if you look at it, that's what they want. They want you to be, like, all into the, the, the celebrations around the league and, and everybody scoring. And, again, not necessarily your team. Not necessarily. No. You know, it's almost like they say, listen, you concentrate on that and all the fun stuff around the league. Don't worry about the other stuff. The New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Don't worry about that. <laughs> We've already got that covered. But you just enjoy the ride. <laughs> you enjoy yeah. all the, you know what I mean? It, it, it sounds ridiculous, but in a sense, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, they really do. I think that the way that they market this is a different way than the old-time fans enjoyed the game. You know, it, it's. I'll tell you right now, it's not good for the league that the Patriots in the Super Bowl again this year. It's not because a lot of people are disgusted with it. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, they have their home yeah, fan I mean, base, but you know, throughout the country, I mean, people are getting sick and tired of this. You would think. And, you know, I mean, especially uh, the, it's not because it's the way they keep winning. It's like it's fixed. It, it's it's really it's it's getting really aggravating. You know. They get they benefit from every nonsensical thing in the world. I don't believe that it is fixed, and I've always argued that, but you're right. If you take all these things, and you can all go back, even to 2007 when they were undefeated and they played the Ravens, and four times they were stopped, and these yeah. ridiculous calls kept coming. Yeah, Rex Ryan with the dopey timeout. Remember that? Uh, it, it, yeah, but it was even more than the timeout. It was officiating. You had a penalty come yeah. out of nowhere, another penalty come yeah. out of nowhere. Okay, incomplete, yeah. game over. Wait a minute. There's a side judge that just threw a flag 10 minutes after the call. What's going yeah. on? No, you're I mean, right. It, it, yep. it's, it's too much. Too much that really, yep. I'm not a conspiracy guy at all. I think most of it is complete nonsense. But, boy, I can understand where people would just be, like, ridiculous. And then, of course, you have your non, you have your 
fans, I don't even call them fans, that don't know anything about the game. They're less than casual observers that just say, well, Brady's the best thing in the world. The Patriots are the best. Nobody's ever come close to them. There are, you know, no team. And you're right. When you look at certain things, he is great. He deserves to be talked about, if not discussed, as the greatest. I got that. But you know what? You have to really look at the whole picture. You know, and to me, I'm the kind of guy, I don't get in awe of the dynasty that wins every year. I'm in awe of the team or the guy that could step up and knock the big giant off the block. That's what impresses me. Uh, Bill Belichick, unarguably, phenomenal, right? He's got a system. I don't know how he does it. it it's unarguable. I mean, he's the coach of the generation. and may have all the, I mean, it, listen, he certainly has his, his things we've talked about. He's always going to have an asterisk. You know, uh, against him in, in a lot of different areas, but you can't argue the success. That it, it, it's second to none. Brady Belichick, second to none. But to me, I'm more impressed when I can see somebody step up and knock them off their block. That's what to me is like an even greater achievement that you can do yeah. it. But you know, but they you know, you, most people don't think like that, and most people who don't even follow the sport just say, you know. Well, Tom Grady's you know greatest of all time, and then everybody else is a, a far behind second. So, yeah, yeah. But you're like you said, if they're always there and always in there, at what point do you, you know does it start to hurt the league to see them in that championship and winning it every year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the rest of America really wants them there. I mean, I think everybody's getting sick and tired of them. You know, yeah. It's like when the Bills went four years in a row. It's 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 worse than that. Oh, it's much different than that too, because the Bills never yeah. won, and people might have got sick of seeing them there, but but they didn't win it, you know. And so I know, you know, but they, you know, tired they of, stopped us from going for four years. I mean, you know, yeah, but it was. You know, I always said they didn't go to four Super Bowls; they ruined four of them. You know, yes, maybe so, but it was only really a few people in the AFC that that bothered. And we were the number one team, obviously. But yeah. you know what? No, I think Dallas, it bothered a lot of other people. Though. No, I think it, really it bothered didn't. a lot of other people seeing them. You don't think it did? No. I think it bothered no. the AFC followers. I don't think that yeah. the Dallas Cowboys thought twice about it. I don't think that any of their no, fans. They, knew they could beat them probably. You know, it didn't bother their fans. You know, Washington didn't care. The Giants didn't care. No. Even the teams that didn't yeah. get there, like the 49ers during those years that maybe lost the chance. I don't think they said, oh, wow, and there's the Bills. I think they said, yeah, we would have crushed the Bills. You know, but I don't think it bothered like it does this because well, remember, they were, just they were, can't they get were annoying too. Remember, we, we're back. Remember? Remember that crap? Oh, God. Of course. No, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's the same thing as seeing the Patriots. Plus, it's marketing. And they always cried. The they always cried about not getting any respect and then kept losing worse and worse. You know? Oh, I got you. I, listen, I got you. We're Dolphin guys. So, of course, yeah. we're the team that that affects. You know, I, I got you. And I, I used know. to tell you, used to get on me all the time. I rooted for them to win the Super Bowl because I thought that would give credibility to the Miami Dolphins and the AFC. Because we became the laughing stock along with them. Because not only did they lose every year, we were the team that couldn't even beat them to go there. Yeah. So it yeah, obviously can't. didn't make I, us look I any better. I never can root anybody in this division. I never can. I well, you can't. got what you wished for then. You got the Giants winning another one in your hometown. You got the Redskins solidifying themselves. And you got the dynasty of the Dallas Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson bringing the 
just stink down to Miami in 1996. <laughs> so congratulations. I'm glad you, did. you got exactly what you deserve. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah listen, I, I mean, this We're week, back. Remember that? We're yeah. back. Oh, of course. God. I got it. I think what I ate some lunch the day before after that. Jeez. Oh, uh, I guess we hit on something here. Started with Brady, and somehow he got Jim uh. Kelly. <laughs> But you know, listen, yeah. I got you. I mean, it's just all part of the whole trail. It's ironic. I'll tell you what's ironic about it is you're talking about two teams, and they're both AFC East teams. That's what's ironic yes, about sir. it, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that really. I mean, that's what it comes down well, to. We haven't it seen the Super Bowl since any of these idiots went to one. You know? No. And both of these teams uh, were are the reason why. I mean, I think Buffalo certainly was the reason why, and we probably haven't been good enough in the last 20-something years. But I think there was times with, you know, at the end of Marino's career that this team was a juggernaut. Well, how, how about 85? We shouldn't have never allowed the Patriots to beat us. That was ridiculous. But we I don't know if I can consider that. that. I know it was the same. It's the Patriots, but that's a different team. You know what I mean? I like, got you. Well, most of these teams Patriots. are different, too, though. I mean, the only common denominator is Belichick and Brady, you know? But it's Belichick and Brady. I mean, it's very different, I though. I got you. I know. But it's only two you know, guys, it, you know? It's two guys, but it's Marino and Shula. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I got you. Though. I, I don't you. consider the eighty, even though it's the Patriots and it's the you know the team and the tradition. You know, yeah. you know we laid the egg in '85. That was ridiculous. And then you know to to you look at this thing now, and it's just like I don't know. It's like trying to compare Buffalo now to that Jim Kelly 1990s teams, and I don't know. No, it's it's uh, you know the whole thing's disgusting. I gotta be honest. It is. It is. And it's this this part league, of our this whole league is, is turning me off on so many different angles. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, 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 it's affecting you on a on a personal level with your team that you follow, and then also on a league level because there's so much going on, and um, who knows where that ends, you know? And, and now we find out today, Jerry Richardson uh, is saying that he's going to sell the team. So we're going to take a quick break now, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on still in this league, and you don't know where it's going to end up, but. Uh, you know, um, again, there's there's sexual scandal, and Jerry Richardson seems like he's going to talk of selling the team, and there's some real interesting uh, uh, talk about who might be buying that. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back and wrap it up right after this. Hi, this is Tom Vigorito, former Miami Dolphin, and you're listening to the Miami Dolphin Legends Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends Show with your host, Pat Catello.
Hello, Rich Van Zant. Welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show as we uh, recap the Miami Dolphins uh, Week 14 split, I guess, of uh, their uh, victory and then their loss, which pretty much uh, at 6-8 and eight brings them out of contention for a playoff spot. And so uh, this year has been inconsistent, if nothing else, losing five, winning two, losing again. Uh, very frustrating. We've talked uh, time and time again how, you know, with the loss of Ryan Tannehill going out this year, uh, Adam Gase will probably, uh, you know, get to regroup and stuff. But there's a lot of things that I I haven't particularly liked uh, in the way Adam Gase has reacted to this year, and I know that you haven't either, Rich. No, I think think his play call is atrocious. Uh, I've seen more wide receiver screens than I've ever seen before in my life. I'm done with those. I mean, they're going to get Landry killed. With these stupid plays, <laughs> you know. I mean, he's got the lowest per yards per catch yeah. average in the league because of these dumb screen plays. You yeah, know, that's a weird stat too because you get the lowest in, in in the league, and because of that, you also get the most receptions in the league. Yeah. So it's it's very strange. It's like you know, he's got the he most black the and blue marks too on his torso. Yeah, I mean, I guess he is getting you know, I guess he is getting banged around quite a bit, and that's going to be interesting. You actually had some news on what they had said about him. Then now they said they yeah, want last, to last him. Yeah, towards the end of last week, they they decided they've seen enough and they want to sign him now. <laughs> I guess three years. Was, it's like the honeymoon. My garbage can is full. I mean, really? <laughs> you had him for three years. I mean, I don't know what you said. Now you want to start negotiating with him? Well, what did you see this year that you haven't seen in the past? Nothing. There's nothing different. And, and, you know, all they did was make the price go up. That's how stupid they are. Yeah. If you would have done this at the beginning of the year, you could have locked them up. Now, if he waits and see what the market is, you're going to have to compete against people who have more cap room than you, and they're going to throw the world at them, and you may lose them. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, man. Not, not just go up. I think it may be taking you out of contention, and it may be putting you in a spot that if you do re-sign them now, it takes you out of contention of doing other things that would you need to you do. You know, I wonder, as, I as wonder too, like, it just is like we want to really sign them now, and they're starting negotiations now, and then they're going to say, well, we just couldn't fit them under the cap. We had to let them go. So, like, the, you think it's like to appease the fans, like, oh, we tried, but we couldn't do it? They really don't yeah, want to I keep them? I think there's a good shot at that, yeah. but I think that that may actually come to fruition now because of the way they played it. Like, I really yeah. think that he's going to get big-time offers. I think he's going to get yeah, monster offers. Right. And, you know, I could see the Washington Redskins or something like that <laughs> giving him the world. Ridiculous. So could you. We, you know, I'll I tell you something. We, we, we let him go. That They're absolute idiots. They really are. To a degree, yes, because of what they did. But unfortunately, it may come down to the price tag they would have to pay for him would not be what a good team would do anymore. Because of what they did, yeah. 
Like like Belichick in that, right? <laughs> well, if that's if that's the case, if that's the case, we should do it. <laughs> should do it uh, to, to why? Because we're not a good team. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying a good team. If the price was too high, would let him go. Like Belichick would never pay that. Right. And say bye bye. Yeah. You know, but he would. You know, probably wouldn't have got himself in this situation. And there's still time. What do you got? You got three weeks, four weeks. I don't yeah. know when free agency. But you have enough time now to sit down and iron out a contract before anybody the only else gets involved. good part is I think he wants to stay. You know, that's the only good yeah. part. I think you're right. I think he does want to stay, but. There's also that part when you get to this point that I think that anybody who's as cocky as he is and Odell Beckham is now out for the year, that helps his cause. And I think that he may want to see what kind of numbers are going to come up, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not allowed to officially say it, but you would think that somebody was in his agency here, right? I know you're not allowed to, but don't you think that somebody somewhere has whispered some sweet nothings into his agency here? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Right? It goes on all the time. It does, right? I mean, it's not not going to be official, but that's what I'm just saying. You know, if if Jarvis was available, you know, maybe we would, like, be interested in paying, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe, you know what I mean? Did you find out anything about did you find out anything new about Jerry Richardson? Because I did. Uh, I did, yeah. But um, I, I, this is what I found out. I found out that he had settled uh, three or four lawsuits in the past that the NFL has now opened up and are investigating. And I have right. heard that he is planning on selling the team now and moving on. And, of course, uh, which I'm sure you have heard, that uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, is now the guy who has come out in the public and said that he wants to be the first to own this team and that Colin Kaepernick uh, wants to be involved in his team that he puts together to do this. That's what I heard. Nothing great inside, but... What you know, Cam that, Newton have to say about that? <laughs> what, right? uh, well, 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 Kaepernick, Kaepernick wants to be the quarterback. What's Cam Newton have to say no, about that? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I heard Kaepernick no? wants to be the owner. Oh, because he has that much money? Oh, yeah, okay. No, but he gonna I, own? He, apparently he wants to be part of the team and, uh, and own the team. Oh, I hadn't heard that he wants to play. I'm hearing that he <laughs> wants to be the owner with Diddy. I want to know oh, he wants yeah. to be in yeah, part of the team. But what, but you know, what I wanted to own like, IBM. Is that still possible? Well, Can I own well, IBM? Lot, <laughs> no, but I think this might be more possible than you owning IBM. But well, what is How do you own it? I heard one of the incidents that Richardson did. He pitched the behind of a 36-year-old employee as a gesture, like, you know, kidding around. The guy's 82 years old. I mean, are we that uptight in this society? Really? That's what you're worried about? Well, well there was three lawsuits that were settled. So there's some more than pinching some 36-year-old yeah. behind during a photo. Well, that's that's and the latest one or something. That's well, the latest There's three thing. lawsuits yeah. that were settled for big yeah. money. Really? That they're digging up. That's what happened. That's why he's yeah. jumping ship now. So apparently this went on. Like I, I understand yeah. what you heard, but that you know, you're not settling three lawsuits for that. No, I didn't there's hear about the three lawsuits. Ones. That's what I that's what I heard last night on NFL radio. They were talking about the latest one that came out. She's like thirty six yeah. years old and he and he like he patted her behind or pinched her behind or something. Yeah, I can't speak, years old. I I mean, can't you know, speak to that, but on. there there's something there. There's something there that he's bowing yeah. out this easily. There's yeah, something no, there. There has and, to be. 
Yeah. And as far as the new ownership and stuff like that, I, yeah, you don't know. I mean, I don't know how many you, – you hear this stuff all the time. If I was a betting man, I would say that this is not going to come to fruition. That no, Puff PD's not competing. There's no chance buying this team. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no I, I agree. I agree. But um, – but that that's you know I do think this team is going to go on the block and I think it's going to be sold. Oh, it's definitely. And, uh, he said after the last game played they're going to sell it. He's going to put it on the block. He's not going to yeah. take any offers now. But as soon as the season's over for them, it's going to be on the block. You know, and this is like the kind of thing where I was having a discussion the other day. I mean, when you're a billionaire, right, and you're at that yep. age, what really what does money mean? I mean, it really doesn't do anything. I mean, you, I guess you want to set up your your family. That's I guess that's yeah, it. Yeah, because right? a billion a billionaire hasn't been able to do that. I'm sure he's real worried about his seventh in line grandchild and where he's going to go to school. And he's a billionaire. Set up, I know. set up yeah. what? If you're not set up at this well, point, you got to set, set up different trust different trust Come accounts on. for everybody that you want to leave. Well, I, he's I don't a know. billionaire. A billionaire. Yeah, I, I mean, come I know, on, I don't you. get this. Oh, Donald yeah. Sterling made a killing. So what? He's 93 years old. What is he going to yeah, do? Not gonna, I know. What's he going to do with it? I know. I got you. I got I mean, you. at that point, I, yeah, I Jerry, don't understand. Jerry, I don't think Jerry Richardson is is really going to open up something Christmas morning and say, wow, I really wanted this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got totally. you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel sorry for anybody like that. I do, because I think yeah. that money becomes inconsequential. You know how I feel. I, I think if you're in your 50s, it's inconsequential if you're a billionaire. Who cares? You're a billionaire. You can do anything you want to do in this world. Anything. You want to go eat in France tonight. Fire up the plane. But, yeah. I mean, what? Cha- you always say, what, what changes in your lifestyle? When you're at that point, no. no I mean, if you're worth, there's nothing like if you're worth two hundred million or you're worth three billion. I don't think there's much difference other than, you know, how big your private jet is. I mean, you know, what, I what agree. Else you you're talking, you know? but you're even talking about something that's even less of a of a scale like that. Because these guys are yeah, already no, billionaires. That's even yeah. worse. It's not like you're going to become yeah. a billionaire. You're already a billionaire. No, you are, yeah. I know. How many yachts can you have? How many cars can you have? How many mansions can you have? I got you. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a sad state. I mean, it really is. And, that, and that's why, you know, um, you, I don't know. I mean, they went to the well, Super Bowl I, I, a couple years ago. I just hate to ago. see people that are so successful like that. You know, and this is the way they go out, really. I mean, the guy played yeah. played in the NFL, became a billionaire, supposedly on his own, too. You know, obviously he wasn't a billionaire when he was playing with the Colts, you yeah. know. It's a and, sad uh, state. It really know, is. I don't like to see yeah, that. I, I don't, I don't like know to see what that, went on. You know? I don't know what went on, and I don't know what's there, but I see what's going on in society right now, and it's a little bit scary yep. because, you know, it, it's, you know, you see all these people, and they're basically one day to the next, they're just wiped out. You know, and it's just a little bit scary yeah. for anybody in that sense. And I'm not condoning it, and I'm not condoning any of the actions, but I do think there's there's different degrees of it. And again, don't know anything about Jerry Richardson and what went on. I, I heard that there was a few lawsuits no. that were settled. I don't know what it entails. I'm not defending him. But irregardless, I think it's sad that somebody, you know, all these people have these legacies and at the end of their, their you know, career or life, basically, um, that this stuff happens, you know, and it's There's just the way things are, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the way look things at, are. Look at Joe Paterno, I, Joe yeah, Paterno's I whole say. existence, it killed him at the end, I mean, it but, killed you know, he, him. His, his legacy got ruined in three weeks. 
three weeks it was gone. But what I was going to yeah. say, I'm going to take it one step back. I'm not a big fan of his, but I think the Shiano thing. I mean, well, really, he worked at, like, yes. Shiano? Like, what, he knew about, the, like, what? I mean, isn't there a degree, like, if you're going to be held accountable? That, that was for, ridiculous. That was, uh, I, that was totally the University of Tennessee caving to, to you know, to social media. I, I, I don't, you know, that, I didn't even realize that Shiano was on that staff. Neither did I. I didn't know he was there either. And that's why I never heard of that. You know, yeah, and I know. When when I heard that, you know, that he was not going to be hired because of the Look, I don't think thing. Seattle was a good coach, and if I was an alumni at Tennessee, I, I wouldn't want him, but I certainly wouldn't Neither. bring that crap up. Yeah, you know? exactly. we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, what it is. And, you know and what I'm saying? But, you know, I wouldn't want him because of the, I don't think he's a good coach, but I gotcha. definitely wouldn't have brought that crap up to do that, you know? Because I don't think yeah. that has anything to do with it. I mean, it's anybody who's, you know, affiliated in any way with that, that's not right. I mean, you know, it's, no. it's, it's, it's not right. I mean, there's no. got to be some kind of separation, and there's also got to be some kind of, I, I don't want to say forgiveness, but there's got to be some kind of a, a line of demarcation. Otherwise, it just seems like... I remember something, it, too. Sandusky was his boss. Right. Directly but I, his but, boss. But what is, well, you know, what you know that, that's what does that mean? you know he's a younger guy, and what are you going to do? I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not saying he'd do anything, but even if he did, what's he supposed to do? I, I listen. You open up that now, and maybe if he did know something to that degree, then maybe he could be held a little bit more accountable. I didn't even think he. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not saying he said something directly, but like again, like it's your boss, so. Obviously, Paternal was a dead-end street. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I, 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 you're in a very tough situation. But if you've seen the kid yeah. in the shower with Sandusky... That's then, right, yeah, I don't then, know. You know. I don't know any of that. That's, you know, me, no, me, I don't you know either. me. I would have taken a fire extinguisher and smashed his head in, you know? Yeah, I... I you know, I, I, his I, head in. I mean, that, you know, that would have been the end of that. I would have I went to jail for that. But, you know, not everybody's built like that. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for a knock see, on the door. Yes, Dusty would have been picking red fire extinguisher parts out of his mouth. I really am. At this point, I'm, I think I'm just officially waiting for the knock on the door. He's written to kill Dusty. Oh man, it's coming. I thought I was listening to the Dolphins Legend Show. <laughs> What's going on? You know, unfortunately, it doesn't at this point. Yeah, it does. I mean, they could finish. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a ton of for them. They yeah. could finish eight and eight, and you know, and who knows what goes on. But it's looking very, very bleak. And this is a tough game to begin with. And like you said, Kansas City has gotten themselves together now, and it seems like they can yeah. win that division. And I'm not even going to ask you what your prediction is because you don't know, because I don't know, because nobody knows. This team is nobody the most consistent team. It, 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 this is the most, the most psychotic team I've ever watched in my life. It really is. You know? It's so inconsistent. Nobody can pick this. Yep. Nostradamus would be yep. lost. It's just ridiculous, you know. You, you, you hope that they would, you know, show up and, and basically play consistent football. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not really seeing it. Um, no, I don't I see it either. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I can see this team packing it in soon too you know it's possible i mean you got two more games to go and uh 
and then we can start talking about what we liked, what we don't like, and I must say, you know, there, I, have give, I have to give credit where credit's due. The one guy that's actually played well the last couple of games has been Grant. Yeah, yeah, Grant has been right? playing much better than I thought. Yeah, he had that excellent game against the Patriots. Him and Drake, yeah, and you know, had, I, I, I yeah, yeah, Drake too. You know, the, the, both of these guys have definitely stepped it up. But you know, Grant, I was ready to throw away. I mean, I thought this yeah, guy. I still don't like his kickoff returns and his punt returns. No, but I mean, he's he's definitely a, he could be a definite weapon on offense. I mean, yeah, he, he could. Went to if they lose the right. use him, like. I was just thinking that, like, if he was on the Patriots. He would probably yeah, be that guy, like you said, star. that would just be a, a juggernaut yep. in everybody Absolutely. and make a big – I know. Yep. So uh, yep. the one thing I will say, Rich, is that after seeing it, there are some more promising things for the future that I see in this team. I, I, I see that, and I think if you know if they're able to, to make the right moves and put it together, I'm not saying they're going to be able to do that, but there are some more promising things than I had thought. Well, the, the problem is we don't, I don't know if we have the people in place that are capable well, of making that, the right moves. Well, that's season. my point. That's yeah, the we issue. talked about that, and that ain't changing. But right. I do see a lot of things no. in there that, you know, I like a lot more, and we'll see how it comes out. And uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what's underneath the tree. Is it a victory against Kansas City? I don't know, but uh, we'll certainly see how it shakes out. <laughs> That's our show for this evening, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. Never even said a 